Welcome back, everyone. Today is another Wednesday in October, and we're going to keep it a little bit spooky here on the Mind Wealth Podcast. My name is Chelsea, and I will continue to be your host on this here ride. If you're new or if you've been around, thank you so much for listening. This month, we are going to be shifting to a more fun and fearful topics and get you in the mood for the spooky season. If you're not into that, or you want more serious episodes, feel free to come back in a few weeks and we'll get back to the normally scheduled program. But for now, let's creep. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the medical and mental diseases that spawned most of our classic monsters. Now, we have all heard or seen movies based on some of these very classic monster types, but did you know that they were born from very real stories? We will walk through some of the history and mystery behind what caused us to write about and later film these terrible terrors. Get ready, we're going hunting for facts about vampires, zombies, and werewolves. Oh my. We've all heard or seen a movie starring our first monster. In fact, there was a huge sparkly series based in the Pacific Northwest about them not that long ago. We're talking about vampires. Many of us know the classic traits of the one, the only, Count Dracula. Having fangs for drinking blood, only coming out at night, the fear of garlic and crucifixes, and the ever-haunting inability to see themselves in the mirror. Well, unfortunately, I'm here to tell you that in some form, all of these things are true of a person having the disease, porphyria. This disease actually became prominent in the royalty of Eastern Europe and has been in the human population for millennia. Porphyria is a disease passed down the bloodline that causes the body to produce less heme, which is a vital component of hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is the protein that transports oxygen from your lungs through the bloodstream to replenish your body. This disease carries side effects of receding gum lines making teeth look fangish, the inability to be in sunlight because it breaks down their skin causing disfigurement, and an aversion to garlic because of the sulfur content which causes their disease to flare up and become extremely painful for the sufferer. But those were not the only side effects. People suffering from porphyria were also thought to drink blood because of the color of their urine, and they were also oddly instructed to ingest animal blood to help compensate for their blood's inability to carry out its own job. And hiding from their reflections? If deoxygenation from faulty blood caused your face to break down and become disfigured, you'd avoid the mirror too. Which led them to hide from crucifixes and the church, for they were outcast persons, and often burned at the stake because of their lack of knowledge of how porphyria spreads. What a horrible existence. Next up, we have the walking dead. Zombies. While science says that reanimating dead tissue is highly unlikely to work, poor Frankie, the world spawns stories of these abominations from actual incidents. Let's take a trip down to Haiti, where in their culture, about 80 to 90% of their population practices voodoo, where a person can only die in one of two ways, naturally or unnaturally. And in the unnatural form, curses, evil spirits, and evil spells are said to be the cause of their deaths. They were said to die and rise from their graves. But in reality, the main-sided cases were found to be catatonic schizophrenia, brain damage, and learning disabilities. However, there is still another avenue to explore. Have you ever heard of Cotard syndrome? Neither had I. Cotard syndrome is a very specific psychiatric disorder in which the individual believes that they are actively decomposing. Thankfully, this is an extremely rare delusion and is often the symptom of something more. Because there are so few cases, it's hard to really pinpoint what the cause of the zombification is, but they have strongly suggested it's due to braid trauma linked with another serious mental disorder. Now, werewolves are brought to life at the rising of a full moon. These ferocious creatures actually originate from a disease called hypertrichosis. 
That is the growth of baby fine hairs possibly all over the body that normally stop after infancy, but in this case, grow for life. Petros Gonzalez was the first reported case of the disease. When he was but a mere boy, at the age of 10, he became a living legacy of King Henry III, where, as a member of his court, Petros represented the ability of the king to triumph over evil and tame such a bestial creature. In those days, it was touted that Satan preferred the bestial form, in the Hebrew story where Satan becomes a wolf that hunted the lamb which represented Jesus. But werewolves were not the only stories that hypertrichosis has spawned. It was said that Petros, when he married in 1573 to a Parisian named Catherine, and their love spawned the tale of Beauty and the Beast. They later had six children, three boys and three girls, who were all past the genetic alteration of hair. But in particular, their daughter Antoinetta Gonzalez, who was portrayed with a lupine face holding a certificate of human birth on the cover of the first book about werewolves. Ghosts, on the other hand, crossing over into our realm from where? Maybe a dream state? Who can see them, and why? The first swing at an answer might be something like the sleep paralysis demons we've seen in movies. Sleep paralysis is a real thing, where you're essentially locked in your body and you cannot control your muscles. It can happen either right at the start of your sleep or in the process of waking up. It is believed that it has something to do with a mix of your REM sleep with wakefulness. As in REM, your body experiences anatonia, which your body is trying to keep you from acting out your dreams, or the muscle paralysis part when you're experiencing vivid dreams. There are few different ways that sleep paralysis can present. You can feel as if you're suffocating. You could feel as if you're having an out-of-body experience, such as floating above yourself. Or you could have a very real perception of a dangerous person or presence in the room with you. That last experience is where the sleep demons were born. However, there is another more likely cause of seeing ghosts, and that disease is paraphrenia which is a type of late-onset schizophrenia, which can occur much earlier than the age of 40 to 60 onset that is suggested for such a disease. The reason this might be the creation of ghosts is that people who have experienced these paraphrenia symptoms often have visual or auditory hallucination, but otherwise can be a relatively normal human being, depending on the severity and frequency of their case. And while you think of schizophrenia, where you'd picture a person walking down the street talking to themselves, Someone with the diagnosis of paraphrenia can suffer little to no personality deterioration and can just be suffering paranoid delusions of their illness. As always, these are just thoughts and opinions that I have shared here today, and if you have other interpretations or stories, please feel free to share them. We all love a good spooky story gone reality. Stay safe out there in the spooky season, and... As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you would like to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode, with some occasional oddball freebie episodes thrown in. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you'd like to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week!